Namaste. So as we know, 29th March is a very special day. So I just thought that we'll read for this day the prayer of March 29th. 1914, which the mother writes in a diary. And uh, as we know, some of her prayers are not only just with date, but also the place. So what is beautiful is that in this prayer, uh, I think it must be the first time she writes, Pondicherry, March 29th, 1914. And I feel just the fact that she wrote the name of this uh, wonderful city, of course, she came and so the place becomes thrice blessed. But this itself becomes a blessing. And what does she write when she comes? This is before she meets Shurabindo. What she writes after meeting Shurabindo is described in the next prayer, March 30th, 1914. But let us read what she does before she meets Shurabindo. When she reaches Pondicherry, Pondicherry, March 29th, 1914. O thou whom we must know, understand, realize, absolute consciousness, eternal law, thou who guidest and enlightenest us, who determinest and inspirest. So we see how the mother addresses the divine. She is not fixing the divine into a fixed formula. She is not calling him by a particular name. She is already freed from all the uh, you know, religious beliefs, non-belief systems. Of course we can address him by any name. But the beauty is that she is addressing the divine in a particular way which goes beyond all religious uh, systems and philosophies that we are aware of. And if we look at all the great mystics, how they have addressed the divine, we see something similar. So she, now we pick up the name and we address him with a name, which is alright. But the divine in his essence, in his truth, as has been experienced by the great seers and the sages, she addresses him as, O thou whom we must know. He is the unknowable. There is no end to knowing him. So the moment we think we know of him, we are fooling ourselves. As the great Upanishad, Isha Upanishad says, Avigyatam vijanata vigyatam avijanata. They who think that they know him, know him not. And they who have not the thought of him, Know him. Meaning thereby that you, we cannot know him by thought. We can know him only as and that much as he reveals himself. So, thou whom we must know, there is no limit to this knowledge. Understand, there is no limit to understanding him. It's only when he stands over us, over our heads, there is a beautiful uh, experience of the mother where she sees the divine as a little child dancing over uh, the human head and she says that it's a, a wonderful picture where the human head is filled with all kinds of restlessness and this child is dancing over the head, over the mind and uh, the whole mind is falling quiet as a result of that. So, 
she says thou whom we must know understand so only when the divine makes us understand we can understand realize not only we must understand we must become one with him this what the realization means here it's not enough just to admire to adore to worship to appreciate uh, um, to read it's important for us to become one with him so so that something of his nature that's what shobinda speaks of in as sadharma mukti something of his nature begins to reflect itself in our nature sadharma gati sadrishya gati salokya gati so these are the different kinds of mukti shobinda speaks of in the synthesis of gita uh, synthesis of yoga where he speaks of uh, the various kinds of liberations that are granted to the integral yogin so sadrishya mukti one in identity with the divine sayujya mukti one in identity with the divine sadrishya mukti one who is one in every way when in appearance with the divine sadharma mukti one whose nature begins to be one with the nature of the lord with the divine nature and salokya mukti one who is forever dwelling in the state of the lord salok is not just simply going into some uh, plane of consciousness high up leaving our body here on earth and dwelling there but living in the same status of consciousness as the divine meaning thereby living in a state of constant peace joy serenity blessedness wonder beatitude and bliss and sweetness and light and all else thou who guidest now there is one more word absolute consciousness consciousness is everywhere and in everything everything is a play of consciousness this whole creation is the warp and woof of consciousness but there is the absolute consciousness where we see this consciousness in its ultimate absolute potency and power and purity and bliss and uh, wisdom whereas all other forms are a limitation of this one consciousness there is only one consciousness but it limits itself according to the form and the specific if we want to speak it or the plane of consciousness so the divine is the absolute consciousness while all of us are limited consciousness eternal law the law of truth the law of the unfolding of the divine truth what is called as sanatan dharma it is literally eternal law so it sanatan as we know is eternal and dharma is law so what is that law of truth which yagnavalk wants to see in the isha upanishad bani prays and aspires hiranmayena patrena satyasyapihitam mukham tattvam pushanna pavranu satya dharmaye drishtai the dharma the dharma of truth the law of truth that we want to see now we live by various kinds of laws most of them man made artificial they are product of our mind of our imagination of our society parental influence the country we are born in uh, and uh, our, the education our own thinking all these are various kinds of law or the rules of a certain society or external rules um, you know of a um, country wherever we are living in but there is a greater law the law of truth and that we must discover this law is not like a uniform dogma one for all but this law unfolds itself differently in different individuals at different stages of their evolution so that she is uh, asking for just like the great seer yagnavalk that thou who art the eternal law 
this law as we know is not a fixed dogma we must remember the divine does not say do this and don't do this and it's valid for all ages all times for all kinds of mankind it is this what makes an organized religion for each one he unfolds himself differently and uh, mother when she was asked about it she said yes the only word you can speak of uh, that comes closest to the divine guidance in life is um, the eternal dharma the sanatan dharma because that is the only thing uh, which can partly comes close to this truth so she was asked then what is truth she said you cannot define it because the moment you define it you lose it so then what about how do we know it she said anyone who is sincere to know about it the truth itself will reveal and manifest itself in that person so it reveals differently in different individuals to some the same voice of truth may reveal in the form of uh, undertaking one course of action or one way of life to another it may Uh, reveal itself in a very very different almost an opposite way to a buddha the law of truth reveals itself as someone who is moved by the suffering of mankind and to thereby move to sit in meditation to receive enlightenment but to a arjuna this truth reveals itself in the form of a heroic action and an action which is a ghor karma a terrible action as it is said on the battlefield of kurukshetra where he must confront those who are dear and near to him so this is the eternal law which he is speaking of thou who guidest and enlightenest us vainly we look for guidance and enlightenment elsewhere because it's always within us we carry the source of light within us we see that story of shri ramakrishna where somebody goes to different doors carrying a lantern and he says that i need little uh, fire to light up my hookah you know those were days when people smoked a hookah so everybody says no i don't have i don't have the fire has been put off it's too late and suddenly one person says that but you are always carrying this within you with you in the form of the lantern so the light and the fire are there we just need to turn towards that who determinest and inspirest not only he inspires us to action but determines its fruits and the course if we learn to surrender ourselves to the divine not only will he inspire the action but he has already decided upon what is going to be its result that's what shri krishna tells arjuna that the result of this battle is predetermined but you can have the privilege of being his instrument we can say equally that the result of this battle through which earth is going through now has gone through earlier and may yet go through later are already determined the result of all these battles is the earth will move forward and forward and forward there is no doomsday coming now it is going to move and progress till it manifests the divine which is hidden in every grain of its sand so this is the direction towards which the earth is moving and uh, this is already determined but we have to be uh, we must feel the divine inspiration and act in that direction that's what is given to us so she is praying praying on behalf of all of us grant that these weak souls may be strengthened she must have felt all around that time india fallen subjected to various kinds of foreign domination we had stopped believing in ourselves even now we are still turning here and there and elsewhere and outside 
वी हैव स्टॉप बिलीविंग इन इन अवर ओन ब्रह्म तेज एंड छात्र तेज इन अवर ओन स्पिरिचुअल एनर्जी सो सी सेज ग्रैंड दैट दीज वीक सोल्स मे बी स्ट्रेंथ एंड एंड दोज हु आर फियरफुल मे बी री एश्योर्ड वेट इज द एश्योरेंस कम फ्रॉम इट कम्स फ्रॉम हर इट कम्स फ्रॉम द डिवाइन प्रेजेंस विद इन अस एंड दैट इज द सुप्रीम सिक्योरिटी एंड द सेफ्टी to thee i confide them in the same way as i confide to thee the destinies of all of us so what we have to do there are people who often say oh we have relatives there we have somebody known here and there and people are you know right now in a <laughs> lockdown situation and naturally they are worried about this and that and everyone so what is to be done we have to entrust them to the divine by simple prayer offered at the feet of the divine that divine mother this person that person and through this and that person through the whole interconnectedness of life the entire earth and all its beings and creatures and its destinies all of them i lay at thy feet with the supreme assurance that whatever has been offered to thee thou hast accepted and when you have accepted it there is no other thing no other destiny except blessedness and the divine victory so this what we have to do this is what she reminds us on the march 29th 1914